When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. G'day, Mike Hussey here, but you can call me Mr. Supercoach. KFC Supercoach BBL is back and there's 25 grand up for grabs. So what are you waiting for? Play today at supercoach.com.au. T's and C's apply. New South Wales authorization number TP slash 01005. Sorry about the noise. My neighbour's sanding his deck. My motto, don't work on your deck, play on it. Life's good with a Trex deck, low maintenance with a 25-year residential warranty. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. Can't wait question of the day. Yeah, you can't wait question of the day at 6.25. Kempe, you put it out there. Is all forgiven for the All Blacks now that they've wrapped up the rugby championship and kept the Bledisloe Cup for another season? Is all, is all right with the world? Well, I think so. I think um, maybe Fozzie's put it all to bed. Maybe he's put the the coaching situation. You know, Joe Smith. You know, that's the other other thing that you need to ask. Like, how much how much uh, benefit do you give Fozzie for putting Joe Smith and Jace Ryan into the side? Because Jace Ryan next to him in the box on Saturday night looked very happy with the way that his forward packs were going, mm. as Joe Smith did with the forty points that they scored. So, um, does Fozzie sort of have something to 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 be you know patted on the back about? Well, I would ask you this, Kempe. Did he put them in there or did New Zealand Rugby put them in well, there? Well, that's a, that's a million-dollar question. You're asking the wrong guy. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, because you know who both of those guys were um, uh, originally going to be, uh, you know, when the when the, when the the All Black job was being talked about at, after Steve Hansen bowed out at the end of the last World Cup. They were both part of Scott Robertson's team. Yeah, yeah. Except for Scotty not being on the side at the moment. Yeah. Um, well, there was a lot of talk that Smith was next in line, wasn't it? Mm. So that's the other part of it too, is have they elevated Joe Smith into that position earlier than they would have liked, as opposed to him getting the job post the World Cup? So I've, I've always said this, that the structure of the system that it looks like is that it always comes from within the current all-black structure. Yet Joe Smith was an advisor. Then he was moved into the attacking coach, and now he sits right next to Fozzie, um, as we saw on Saturday night. So have they actually reacted because of the situation we found ourselves with Fozzie a month ago and elevated Joe Smith into that position already? Well, I think the question is, I think the All Blacks are better than they were, say, against Ireland, although, you know, it's hard to tell because we don't have an opposition of the calibre of Ireland, you know, to measure that against. But they've made these changes... Things look better. Is that because that we're going, okay, so Foss is not the bad coach that everybody was saying he is, or is it in spite of the fact he's still there because of the, the pieces they've put around him? Because I watched the game on Saturday night. First half, two instances where the Aussies got yellow cards and were down to 14 men. Both those times, the All Blacks absolutely stuffed it up. 
Didn't capitalise. They did, well, they not only didn't capitalise, gave away dumb penalties when you had the Aussies in their own 22 under pressure to relieve the pressure and let the Aussies control possession of the ball for the large part of the 20 minutes they were down to 14 men. You can't do that against decent sides. You can't do that against Ireland. You probably can't do it against South Africa. You can't do it against France or England. And we did it. And, I, you know, I think 40 to 14 was more about how bad the Wallabies were than how good the All Blacks were. And that, and that's the point, because the Wallabies were poor, you know, for that for that period that you talk about where they, they held their own when they had players off the pitch. Then they just capitulated and, and, and went to went to mud, basically, um, and the All Blacks got over the top of them. You, you've got to look at it from a conversational point of view, Rick, you know, like... Fozzie actually came out and said, I don't see Geordie um, Barrett as a 12. He did. He yeah. actually came out and said that, well, I don't know what you guys are talking about, but I don't see him as a 12. So what influence does Joe Smith have when you pick Geordie, not only that you pick Geordie Barrett at 12, but he's the best player on the pitch? Exactly, especially how much money, and we've seen this before, I used to refer to SBW as the Powerade signing for New Zealand rugby. You know, he was the guy mm. that bought Powerade on board and yeah. all of a sudden we got this extra money because these guys are spending money. But, you know, it felt like they'd done the same thing with Roger Tuivasa-Sheck, right? Now, that's not a knock on Roger. I think he'll be a better union player than Sonny Bill was. But I was like, okay, so here's your opportunity. You've spent big money to get Roger across from rugby league and your 12 is down, Harvey's out, you know, Goodhue's not quite there at the moment. We've got all these question marks. Anton Leonard Brown's out. Quintu Pyre's out. Now's your opportunity. Bledisloe's locked away. They can't win it. You start Roger. And they didn't. No. And they and they never put him on until the 70th minute too, which mm. is really disappointing for me because I'm sitting there watching the game going, come on, man, give him 20 minutes at least. Give him a chance to actually touch the ball a few times and, and really enjoy his debut um, in the All Black side. But... You couldn't, you know, you couldn't doubt the effect that Geordie Barrett was having on the game because he had a huge influence over the way that he carried that board at twelve. Um, and you're right. I thought, I thought, you know, given the fact that Fozzie said earlier this year that Geordie Barrett wasn't seen as a twelve, that Roger mm. was going to get the start. But um, I just think that Joe Smith probably had something to say about that. I, I think they're papering over, papering over the the issue when they say, well. We're trying to keep it the same side together that played sixty minutes the week before. Mm. You know that's yep. that's the excuse. Well, no, what Geordie Barrett showed you last night is he's probably best suited to twelve in the All Black team currently because he's a bigger body and he can bend the line and can get over the advantage line. He was I was saying to the boys yesterday when we catch up watching the boxing, Geordie Barrett didn't bend the line. He went through it. Mm. Yeah, he went through it, and on a number of occasions he was getting them right on front ball, football. And of course, Mwanga loves that. Well, you've he becomes got, a different player. You've got three pivots out there, right? Because you've got Bowden at 15, Richie at 10, and you've got Geordie at 12, who, when he was growing up playing first 15 rugby, was a 10. Yeah. You know, so he, he's he got the skill set. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that's another question mark for me about we've got an all-black coach, Ian Foster, who said, as you said, didn't see him, I don't see him as a 12, I don't think that works. Geordie Barrett, remember, we've been playing it for I don't know how many months, Um but we've been playing the James Marshall um, uh, podcast ad, and one of the clips in there is Geordie Barrett saying about lockdown, saying I wouldn't, uh, I'd be lying if I said I hadn't been thinking about my future as a twelve. Yeah, and, it's, so, and 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 not only that, but you go. I remember when we named our first All Black team, and we had the group in the front row. Yeah, and then they come out, and he's not even in there. But mate, how how much of a beast was he? He was actually. Do you see him wiping his tears mate, away? How, he was, was he was that. giving it to the Aussies on the weekend. I, I almost wanted to give Ethan the Group Player of the Day just for that. 
Um, if you if you didn't see it, Nick White was having a chip at a bit because he he hit. Uh, it was at Ikatau, um got a ball thrown to him, and it went kind of just behind him, and so he didn't collect collect the ball. But as he went to get the ball, Ethan, Ethan Degroot Degroot cleaned, him just cleaned him up. Cleaned him up. He cleaned him up, and that, and that's what I like about him is that he brings that really aggressive um, approach to that. I, I guess that front that front collision, which is where they were struggling against the Irish. And now you've got him and Tyrell Lomax up the front. Then uh, Toki Iho on the bench, it comes off. Like, first touch of the football goes over and scores a try. And I actually thought that um, Cody played really well. Cody's best game in a black jersey this 100%. year. 100%. So, yeah. um, Jace Ryan, like, I tip my hat to Jace Ryan. I, I like seeing the smile on that fellow's face. He's obviously putting, and, uh, putting a lot of effort into to changing the way the, the All Blacks think, but it's actually starting to happen now. Yeah, you know, you're actually starting to see the fruits, and the boys are starting to get happy again. Um, I caught up with uh, Ian Kirkpatrick on Saturday night, and we just had a little quick chat about. Sorry, football. mate. Here you go. I just, I just, you just drop that name. We'll just give that back to you, mate. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I love the way you just slotted that in there, mate. What an absolute legend! Oh, mate, and of course he is because I grew up watching him. You know yeah. what I mean? And I, I was, I was pinching myself, but I had a chat to him about the, the a couple of the players and and bits and pieces like that. It's just you know, come on. They just need to toughen up, mm. you know. When you're, you're talking to Kirky and and the way that those guys played and the and the professional era now compared to what they had back in their days, but I think I think Jace Ryan's a bit of an old school. I think that's what he's bringing back, and we and we need that. You know, we need th- that type of player to come out. Um, and one of the one of the the issues that he sees going in the next World Cup, which we'll probably talk about over the over this period before we go, is whether or not we're a little bit long in the tooth in the number mm. of the. Uh, number of the players that are going. Well, that's been a it's been something for me that I've brought up a few times is that um, I wonder we one of the positions I think that we needed to be investing in now, and maybe we'll see this at the Northern Tour is, is hooker because at mm. the moment, depending on which way you look at it, Dane Coles is either your second or third choice hooker. He's going to be thirty seven at the World Cup. Yeah, you know, and like you know, all power to Dane. I know he's missed a couple of years with injury, so maybe he's not as beat up as thirty seven would suggest. But I still think, wow, well, man, if you're going to rely on a guy like at 37 to win your World Cup, that's a big ask. Yeah, and coming up against those young French too, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they wouldn't, they would have no respect for a 37 year old. You know, that's you're not coming into into the into the team and and changing the dynamics by a hell of a lot when you're that age. I, look, I I take my hat off him if he can still play top level football at 37 because it's tough. You know, and I, he's right in the middle of the collision. Yeah, he is right in the middle. I do. I, I tell you what, actually, just going back to it, just quickly. The Ethan De Groot, Nick White's having a cry about the hit on Nikitao, yeah. and he he gives it the old um, the cry baby. <laughs> that's straight out of the Dane Coles handbook. He would yeah, have learned yeah. that from Dane Coles, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm well, sure. and that's what Dane Coles brings, doesn't he? Him and him and um, the Guzzler. At, um, when they are playing, they bring that little bit of oh, just you know. I guess that you don't know what you're going to get, but you're going to get a you're going to get a hiding oh, yeah, type thing. So it's a bit of mongrel. Isn't I thought it? I thought um, Brody was absolutely outstanding. The way that he like you looked at, remember the shot came up in his head, and his headband always looks like it it's about to come off, yeah. you know. But his face always is like, man, I'm going to put my head right in the middle of that. And you guys better get ready because here it comes type thing. And um, is he getting a little bit long in the tooth? Along with Sam Whitelock, you know, the Dane Coles. This is what. Kirky and, and them were saying on Saturday night, you know, they're just a little bit worried that we don't know whether we've got the guys coming through that can replace them at the moment. And maybe this World, this World Cup 
is a transitional year, you know. Well, I mean, you a know, tra- you, transitional World Cup where the next where the next crew come through. Well, I think uh, I think Whitelock's older than Retallick. I think Whitelock's thirty three, Retallick's thirty one. I think I've got that right. And then Scott Barrett's slightly younger. Yeah. Um. And, but then you go to you know, I mean, Josh Lord was beginning of the season. Remember they brought Josh Lord yep. in, and he was going great for the Chiefs. And there was a lot of people saying, "Here's the new Retallick." Yeah. And then he's picked up injuries, you know. So it's it's been yeah. And that, and that's the the thing in it when you're going into World Cup year it's about injuries and and staying fit and you know do you get like we you get to the last game of the championship and our team looks a lot like the first thing we picked on the radio for breakfast yeah but it was looking nothing like that come the beginning of the year they were going heading down a totally different track so So, as David Kidwell is defense coach for the Pumas and as we've got a leaguey as defense coach for the for the Poms and a leaguey as head coach for the Irish what you were saying, Tony Kemp for All Black Selector. <laughs> I, I can see it. <laughs> no, no, but I know where you're going, and I did say last week on breakfast that they should go to Melbourne to get Stephen Kearney for defensive coach. Yeah. Look, uh, I, it's one, I think one piece of the jigsaw puzzle that the All Blacks need to look at, and I don't know whether it's because of a rugby league, rugby union um, conversation that's always a tough one down in this country, but may I think they do – themselves a world of good by getting an, um, a league knowledgeable coach in there to talk to them about defence because the other part of the game that a lot of the, the ex-All Blacks talk about is defence Yeah, and you ask them well, where are they going to lose the game they say defence they say that their defence is what's letting them down so um, do they it's, that's the, the million dollar question do they take that punt before the World Cup or do we just wait for that transition because it's going to happen we just don't know when. Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see what that team for the Northern Tour it looks like. Double eight, double three, the Temper Bed Post text machine. Your thoughts? That's our can't wait question of the day. The All Blacks. Have you forgiven them now? And we've got the Rugby Championship. The Bledisloe wrapped up. Is all good with the world with the All Blacks? Or do you still have concerns? Double eight, double three. We did have this text come through from Carlos. Morning, Ricardo and Kempi. All Blacks beat the worst Australian team ever. They ranked number nine in the world. We lost a game against Argentina in Christchurch, ranked number eight in the world. All Blacks are no chance to win the World Cup. I dare the TAB to put odds on All Blacks not to win the World Cup. I'll be all over that bet. <laughs> Carlos is coming out swinging. And and I think a lot of the, the good money is actually on what Carlos is saying because at the end of the day, you still put 40 past Australia, but that was an average Aussie team. Aussie team. Yeah, you know, right. They had a number of players out. Um, Pete Samu was trying his hardest all night to try and keep those boys in the game. I mean, he's, a, he's a freak, you know what I mean, the way he's putting himself about, throwing line-out balls in in the number seven jersey. I thought it was quite interesting. Um, but they just don't have the depth. They don't, you know, Dave Rennie's working with a different team every week, and, and then the All Blacks go, and they, they so they should be giving you a, a smack on the bum with 40 points. Yeah, it was, it was the most predictable thing ever that the All Blacks, after a close win over the Wallabies, then blow them out by 20 odd. At, at the, the Garden game. Eden. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. This is uh, Izzy and Kempe for breakfast. Ricardo in for Izzy this morning. Uh, your text, double eight, double three. Keep them coming through on the All Blacks. Is it, uh, is it all good now? that we've run the Rugby Championship. Let us know your thoughts or do you still have concerns? It's Ty Power's Big Footy final sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy final sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.